Welcome to the episode two recap. The episode two was called The Child, and I have Tim and Andy back with me again. Was this a letdown, or was this just, uh, are we going to look back at episode two and just say, hey, it was important? I don't know. Let's talk about it. Thanks for joining us, everybody. All right. Uh, this episode, like I said, was titled. It actually had a title, and it was called The Child. And it um, episode two was aired on November 15th, directed by Rick Famuyiwa. Score again by Ludwig Gornson. This one was only about 28 and a half minutes. I timed it. If you include the recap, you include the recap, and then up until the director's name appears after the last shot. So we only had really two, I would say, main characters in this episode was the Mandalorian, and then we had a reappearance by Quill. But it looks like it's his la- Nick Nolte's last time, unless he goes back um, to this planet. So f- first, let me ask you, Tim, what did you? I, we talked a little bit about on on the bonus episode that it kind of feels disappointing or a letdown. What, Tell me how you feel about this. I don't like to use the word disappointing just because I want more and I'll take what I can get. Uh, I don't think that we got a lot of meat out of this um, from Andy's reference last week of the the meal that we're getting here. Uh, We are still getting now, as again, using your reference, taking the french fry and examining the french fry. But I feel like we've got that crunchy extra little fry. That's down on the bottom. And nobody wants. And nobody wants. <laughs> I did want this. I that did like a little, that. you know. And who likes Jawas? Well, some people don't. So here's a, a perfect episode if you don't like Jawas, right? <laughs> but I did like it. Um, I a little disappointed in the length. Uh, like I said last week, you know, give me more. I'll pay a dollar more, more a month. But yeah, that's how. That's my feelings. It definitely when th- this could have aired. In a regular time slot, really. I mean, like I said, 28 and a half minutes, you, you bump out the recap, and it's probably 26 minutes, 26 and change. You could probably have still edited this down, and then it could have aired in a half hour time slot. Big cut scenes could have been cut down even shorter, and yeah. Absolutely right. Could it, could, it could have aired in a half hour time slot, and I feel like I want more like an hour long, like absolutely. like a Game of Thrones length, where it, it's it's an hour, it maybe not an hour, but 40 something minute. Uh, episode or something like that. Annie, I, I, I know Tim used a lot of your references, but you, you know your, your emotions. Like, what did you, when you watched this episode, were you left happy, sad, like disappointed, or, or what? Yeah, so I felt like that, uh, you know, it moved us to the next thing, but I felt like that part in the movie where you're just kind of like, okay, let's get to the next thing. And it was a, I felt like it was a journey. So I think it's, it's stringing along. If it was in a movie, you wouldn't really mind it. But you also wouldn't cut that piece out of the movie and watch it on its own. And so it felt like it's part of a bigger whole, which is good. But it just didn't feel like that um, it was wholly necessary either. Um, there was some really cool stuff. I do. I am curious about the child title. Does the child refer to the Yoda character? Does the child refer to the the unborn egg that we see that comes up later in the episode? Or the Mandalorian himself. Like, is this... Part of, part of his journey. childless journey of the yeah. moving forward. I yeah, think. So. I think for me, I love seeing Jawas get disintegrated. It, that was awesome. It had stuff that I liked in it. 
there, no doubt. For and, sure. Um, but for me, it felt like we weren't. It's this is what you would call a filler episode because where were we at the end of the last episode? He got the bounty. He's now he's going to go off planet. Where are we at the end of this episode? He's got he's the bounty. He's off going off planet. You know, he he's he's exiting the planet. So there was really, I mean, a lot happened to him, but nothing happened. You know what I mean? A lot happened to him, but nothing happened for us, the viewers, in this episode. Nothing changed. He's There's still no going to go. I'm sorry. There's no progress. Yeah, there there was no progress. Like it, this was a total. This was a. I I think I said it in the in the bonus. It's a side quest. This mm-hmm. this whole episode really is a, is a, is his side quest on uh, on the the on the way to a bigger quest. It we still are left with the same questions. Still have the same anticipation. I mean, I still I'm left still wondering what's he gonna do. It's kind of like the Last Jedi. It didn't answer any questions, but it was a fun ride. So let's just go ahead and talk about what we saw on this episode. And it feels like we're trying to rush things, but really not. There's there's less of it to talk about. So it probably is going to be a shorter episode just because there's less to talk about. So opening, we're somewhere between the compound and the Razor Crest and the Mandalorian's walking along. He's got the, the bounty following. It's it's really, I mean, it's the stroller that every parent dreams of having. Oh, it's hovering. It, it's like attached to his wrist so he can move it around like that. It, it just, I mean, it it just made it feel a little bit cooler. And it was important, I guess, to kind of set up a little bit like that's how he's moving this thing is that it's on his wrist because we see later that it, it, it becomes important. So and he could sling it pretty good. Yeah, he. I'm wondering if this is part of the, the eggs technology or is this something that he has? Like, did he slap something on there? Like a tracker? Uh, like, yeah, to, like to make it do that. Like, it was already, clearly it was already hovering, right? But maybe he has something on his wrist that he slapped on the back and said, okay, now it's going to follow me wherever I go, which would be really cool. useful if you're a, a bounty hunter for a, a number of other reasons. But yeah, that could be the same technology that he uses to lift the carbon uh, people. Yeah. It could be the same technology that he just uses and he says, oh, first of all, I'll just put this on the, the Yoda baby. Because he's not floating when he finds him. He's right. actually stacked on top of another crate. So that's a very interesting point. Yeah, it's it's weird because it's this is effect. one of those things where like I don't I don't need them to explain it. There's a lot of things that I I look at in Star Wars and I go, well that just couldn't happen or that and I need and I'm like they're going to have to explain it. This one I don't I don't need any explanation. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I believe that that's technology that they have is it's going to follow them. So sure. to to me at least it it just felt natural, part of the world. Um but He's so they're walking along. Trandoshans attempt to ambush him. It's it seems like they're tracking the bounty too, right? Because they do some damage to him, but um, he ends up being okay. And one is running straight at the baby Yoda, and he disintegrates it. He, I mean, which is pretty cool. I like the little ashes and floating so cool. embers. Um, but his it, cape still stays there. His cape, yeah, his, his cape still taking a hit in the back, and or is that or it was just unharmed. Yeah, yeah, he, his cape doesn't. He gets hit in the back. His cape is unharmed. Then, but when the job gets maybe there's some, maybe the capes, maybe the capes are made out of something different because he, he disintegrates the Trandoshan and his cape falls to the ground. Like so, maybe they're like bounty hunter special 
there's a Walmart for or a, a Ducks Unlimited or something. I don't know. Maybe they go and get their clothes at the same place. free technology, like right? wick away yeah. technology. It's a dry fit shirt for it's like children's pajamas that are non-flammable now. I mean, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very weird the things we end up thinking about when we're watching it. But um, So, he, anyway, he's hurt. He uh, makes camp. He attempts to heal and repair his armor. With then, electricity, which is crazy. Yeah, and, and Baby Yoda gets out and makes a hand gesture that just about everybody in Star Wars recognized. I mean, the minute you saw that, what were you guys thinking? I thought he was trying to heal, like, a, a damage, not to the armor, but to to himself, to the Mandalorian's, like, scar that he just got. Were you shocked when you saw it? Were you I like, oh my I, gosh, they're going there? No, I don't think I was shocked. I No, I was shocked a little bit. I thought, here it comes, right? See, and I just, this is the we've talked about Yoda being the most powerful, and then the other Yoda, Yaddle. They're both Yaddle, on the who is uh, also Yoda, and those are the only two that we have in, ever that seen. We've ever seen in so, in, a, in canon. Like there's legend stuff I know, and if you're listening and you're a fan of legends, don't mean to demean any of that stuff. I it, I'm sure those are great books. I personally have never read any of them, and and it doesn't mean that you can't enjoy them, but. According to Disney, none of that exists. The only two that exists, the only two Yoda species that we've seen exist are, as Tim said, on the High Council, High Jedi Council. So clearly, those two are powerful. And now, so now you have a, three. a baby, a baby Yoda. Right. So now you have three. So sixty-six percent are like super powerful with the Force, and it's expected. I think at this point, well, like why not? Yeah. So I really just thought it. Um... I saw it as an emotional connection, as like he cares for this guy. This isn't some he he looks at him differently than his other captors. This baby Yoda's been through some stuff, right? He sat around and seen that cartel and everything, and he knows this guy respects me, this guy cares for me, and he's building that relationship. So I saw it more as a uh, if you're if you know the guy's gonna kill you, you're not gonna save him, right? But you can see through. I feel like Yoda had that instinct to read between people. And just know somebody and sum them up even better than they knew themselves, right? He did that with Luke on Dagobah. So when I when this baby Yoda does that to the Mandalorian, it's like, oh, baby Yoda sees value in the Mandalorian and that he's worth saving and he's worth protecting and he's worth keeping alive. It it just makes me wonder all sorts of things. Like and it's and some of them are silly. Like, if this baby starts talking, does it talk in Yoda speak? Yep. I mean, seriously, like it is it, it's not like now we don't know that Yoda wasn't brought up by his mother or father. We don't know if he was brought up by mother or father, and that's how they spoke. But does is that something intrinsic? So so can this baby even speak? It, it's fifty years old. It can do the force, but it, but we haven't heard it speak yet. So, but if it started speaking, would it be like would it talk backwards in I feel like back of Yoda? If it doesn't, I, would, I think people would be outraged. Because if you bring you up, so? because oh, yeah. if I if you adopt a baby from China and then bring it, it's going to speak English. You know it, what I mean? And they could be living in the South and have a draw to their American accent and still be right, right. But, it's so, not, but Yoda's got to have that. That's iconic. It's I almost feel, a given, right? Right. Yeah. I so I it and again, that's kind of a silly question that I would have, but it, to me, it's something like if you're not think if the story group that's making this show is not thinking about things like that. They're gonna get caught. Like to, that's that just shows you how how dangerous putting a baby Yoda creature into the show is because it has ramifications that that go that run the entire game to its speech. Like 
somebody somebody like me is going to say like, well, why is it talking like that if it's not if it was just created in a lab or or whatever this this thing may this creek well, we call it a thing because we don't know what it is yet. It, it, there's a whole bunch of things, the whole can of worms that they're opening up by doing this, and I'm just hoping and praying, and I'm trusting them that they're going to have answers and that they're going to treat this creature with the kind of because I don't need it to, you know, th- this is a space opera. You know, there's there's laser swords that don't exist in real life. There's blasters that don't exist oh, yeah, in real life. Sure. There's technology that don't doesn't exist. I I accept all that. <laughs> But I am treating this in my head canon, my mind, as something that's important to me because it formed my childhood. So when you have a baby Yoda reaching out, like it's, you know, there are other creatures necess- that may have used the force that didn't reach out. Like, like that is a universal sign. When that baby reached out, I was like, oh my gosh, they're going there. He knows, he, he doesn't just use the force he knows how to use the force like he's he's not just let's see what happens like with ray right ray uses the force right ray strapped to a chair and and you will untie my harness and and let me go and you'll drop the weapon you know she just intrinsically knows the force. this baby has it in spades right i mean we we just believe but the baby's 50 years old so it is 50 years old and if is it just this because, is a baby. Just because he's aging as a baby doesn't mean that the mental capacity is a baby. That that's that's true. I mean, fifty years is a lot a lot of time, and we don't know anything about the history of the of the child yet, and that's that's going to come. So I guess you think it's going to come. Do you think? <sighs> I've heard people speculate that they think that it's going to make its appearance in the Rise of Skywalker. Do you think this Yoda baby is going to make it into the Rise of Skywalker? I just. Don't think so because don't we haven't it. heard anything about it, unless we start hearing rumblings of Luke and stuff. But he, because he was on a journey for a long time, collecting relics, and but this just seemed to me that seems like a pretty huge one. If you're meant like so the so the Empire is dissolved, right? And you're going out and you're starting. He's Luke is. Clearly, there's like the Church of the Force or whatever that at the beginning, Lor Santeca of of um, Force Awakens. He's the guy that gives the peace to to, to Poe Dameron. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, there are people that are out there. They're very small numbers, but Luke ends up find, finding them. If this creature existed at that time, I just gotta believe that he would seek that creature out. It's a Force user, right? It, I don't yeah, think it. I don't think it, it. It was dead in in the onslaught of Kylo Ren and his Knights of Ren. I don't think it would have died there. Maybe it did. Maybe they're going to say it died in that in that attack. But I just got to believe that you're 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 Luke Skywalker. There are two people, other people, three other people, if you include Leia, that know the Force. That you've all right, four or five, if you count your Obi-Wan. father and and uh, Obi Wan. Uh, yeah, so so Obi Wan. Yoda, Leia, Anakin, and and Palpatine are the only ones that you have known can use the Force. Related to half of them. One of them was the the teacher who taught you the most, which was Yoda, right? I mean, he had the, spent the most time over two, you know, between Return of the Jedi and 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 uh, Empire Strikes Back. There was uh, at least a year or something. He spent the most time with him 
training, and you're not going to go and find this creature out. You're not going to. You're like, I have a cousin. Right? I mean, I, I just got to believe that or, this doesn't. Cousin, feel I like have. Find him, you shall. Yes. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I just don't think. We don't know with Disney. I think in the service of trying. Like, I heard somebody say today on a podcast where it's like, I, I don't want to. I, I don't like what they're doing because they're really making it seem like anybody can use the force and that it's not special at all. And that all you have to do is do a lot of training, like do yoga five days a week and then you'll get to be good at the force. It's like karate master is a Jedi master. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like, I want my force to be a little bit more special. Um, I want, I want that to be the reason that I can't do, can't, can't really, uh, uh, a, a lightsaber and do the force. I, I don't want it to be, oh, I just haven't practiced enough. You know what I mean? I, and I'm totally fine. If Finn ends up being a, a I know we're, we're getting into the Rise of Skywalker a little bit, but if Finn ends up being a, a force user, I'm fine with that. You think he is? He, I mean, he might be. He might be. He held a lightsaber with some... Yeah, well, uh, so did Grievous. General Grievous held... So, but he was trained. But he was he trained. But he didn't have the force. Right, that that's true. I'm, I'm so just you saying, don't like need the force to hold the lightsaber. I'm just, so I'm just saying, like, I'm, Grievous is the robot with six arms. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm 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 just saying I'm fine with them making more people force sensitive, but I want that to be the thing, and, and not just training. You want it to be the exception and the rule. Right. I I want I'm okay with like Broom Boy being being able to use the force, but I want it to be because he's got a high metachlorian count. Clearly not as high as Anakin or Yoda, but um, anyway, we're I'm getting into the weeds here because uh, there's a lot. There's, there actually is a lot more of the the episode to go. Okay, so the next scene, uh, he's in the desert, crests the hill, and we see a familiar shape. Which who who didn't think that we were on Tatooine? You guys all thought immediately Tatooine. We talked about the first episode. That we didn't think it was, and I, I started looking it up, and, and you know, there's not a lot out there for this. Well, what planet he's on? I think he is on Tatooine. You think he is? I, I do think he is. I mean, the was, um, he, what if he's just on the other side and things look slightly different? We've seen the uh, the water harvesting. Um, we've seen Jawas. You know, I think there's a lot of familiarity in in this planet, so I think we're back there. The Wikipedia said that it is that it is Arvala. Seven. Now that's Wikipedia, which can be edited by anybody else. But I I had to check that out, and and it was an edit before before that edit. It was said that Jawas were native to Tatooine. So I I'm with like when I saw I'm like we're on Tatooine. I said and and I'm fine with that. Like like you said, Tatooine's a huge planet. I've seen a reason for not to be. Yeah, I, so I don't just for the sake of you don't want it to be because you want it to be something different and sell more toys. Right, right. I mean, I I don't know where they got that from. I don't know where Wikipedia got that from unless it was from an interview. Because isn't the ta- isn't Tatooine where the Huts live anyway? It is, and I, so and it's a big planet. If they can live on one side of the planet, and the Skywalker can live on the other side of the planet. And... It's a huge desert planet. I mean, there's not gonna if you think. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's te- it's tempting to kind of think of planets as just countries and which no. i think a lot of people end up thinking like this is just a country and like the whole planet is one biosphere right that 
you got an ice planet, so and then you got a jungle planet, and you got a desert planet. So it's tempting to kind of forget or or think maybe these are just small planets and there's not a lot of sediments, but that's just not how it works. I mean, life spreads out. So there's like you said, Tim. It, this, this is on another. I'm I'm fine with it being on another side of the planet. But if they start inventing planets just to, they, they use the Jawas. They could have used something else. You know what I mean? If you if you don't want to use Jawas, if you don't want it to be on Tatooine, then why use Jawas and sand crawlers? Is my yeah feeling. Do you disagree with that? I disagree. I do not. Okay. So I I, I just I mean if I mean I'm willing to to. I'm willing to, to understand if I'm I'm out of line, you know, because so. sometimes I get, I feel strongly about stupid stuff. So you do I feel very strongly. I can tell. I do. I do. I I take my Star Wars seriously. If you haven't been able to figure that out, so he takes out the scope, holds it to the right of center on the visor, and then on the next shot we see it's dead center. So maybe there's a HUD or something in his helmet. Could I be. mean, he's got a shiny, nice helmet, um, which is nicer than most of his armor. But I know it's you asked last, last week, week, where is he looking through it? And when, when I looked at the screen, I had to rewind it because I wanted to see where he's holding the scope up when he's looking at the job. Left, left, right versus if you are a Cyclops. Yeah, right. So he's he kind of left the center and then, he, and then it, it pans back. So maybe there's something to, maybe it's, there's more to the scope. Maybe it's interacting with his helmet. He doesn't have the... It's interesting to me that he doesn't have, uh, it's not built in. Yeah. Because, I mean, you think you just... Put a zoom lens on there. Right. Well, he doesn't have the rangefinder thing that's that, the, like most bounty hunter or Mandalorian could bounty be part hunters of him do. Earning his Maybe that's got to work you... with the harder parts. Right. You know, he's, he's learned how to use a compass before he gets the uh, the GPS kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that could be what it is, and that's that's a cool part of storytelling where you're telling us a whole bunch. Maybe we don't know it yet, but you're telling us a whole bunch in these scenes where you're how they're using it. So I hope. They're paying attention to that stuff because that can, can tell us a lot about, like, he's got to earn that rangefinder. You know, you don't just get that. You don't just – I mean, it, it seems like he might be a new bounty hunter. Maybe he's kind of new to the business. Maybe I this don't is, think he, that he's new because when um, – um, The flashback scene from last week? No, when when he was in there ta- uh, returning the, the, the pucks. initial pucks and then getting payment – and then when he went to the doctor and he said, you're highly sought after, or you're oh, the best. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So if you're the best, I don't think you're new. I think that, sure, he's got things to learn, but he's highly sought after. Yeah, he's the, he's the James Bond of Bounty Hunter. Yeah, and and he, I mean, he, he takes three shots and hits three, like I think you said last week too, he's hitting every shot he takes. Yeah. He takes three shots and he hits three jowls. I mean, from long range. Uh, so he's clearly, at least he's, practiced markman marksmanship i feel like those are going to become memes just disintegrating jawas yeah probably i mean those aren't the only ones he killed either he so he gives them chase we got a scene right out of indiana jones in the last crusade he ends up um you know narrowly avoids being crushed by the mountain when the sand crawler goes by it and then he gets to the top and then they stun him off and he falls What'd you say? Three stories. <laughs> it's like three stories. It's a long way. All the way flash and and boom. So well, I mean, and you see him chuck a couple Jawas from there, and they and die. You, and you're assuming they're they're dead too, but he drops in. Maybe he's maybe that Beskar is really good at distributing absorption. Impact. Of shock. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's but, got vibranium in it too, so it's okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe the baby Yoda actually helped 
Talk slow as boy. fall. I, I, I don't think so. But anyway, we, we kind of get a little scene. I think it like, makes me think that they're going to do a flashback and then we don't get one. It's not the first time that happens either. So then he get, we see he, he approaches the ship. It's just torn apart. Not piece by piece. It looks like the Jawas cut holes right in the side. Tore apart hose connections. Left the engines. I don't even know how he's going to put the thing back together. Even if he had the parts. Like, let's say he had the parts right there. He they, can't put it back they together. They damaged them pretty heavily. Yeah, I mean, he flips switches. And the engines kind of sputter on. And I know that's for effect. You know, that's like... It wouldn't actually probably happen that way, but that's for us, the audience. Like, okay, his engines not are not working. Well, what if they fired up? I mean, where's what's he? He can't go off world. He's he's gonna go into the vacuum of space with that thing. So, Baby Yoda comes up the ramp, um, and Disney. Believe it or not, I was just at Disney. They are not selling Baby Yoda dolls yet, and I think that's a huge mistake. People want them, man. People want. They're people were asking. And, you know, in Galaxy Edge, they're, they're supposed to be in character, so they're not... They're, who? What? Oh, no, we haven't seen Master Yoda in many, many moons or blah, blah, whatever, you know. And you're like, no, no, no. Because nobody knows what the creature is, so you, you can't ask... Get a straight answer from the... Get out of character like, right, and just come give me a straight on. answer. So the, there was a kid that had a, a Yoda backpack and it looked like a baby Yoda on it, and people were like, where can I get that? And they're like, no, this is like a Walmart backpack or something like that. Like, oh, it's a baby Yoda. No, it's just a Yoda that's small. That, But anyway, I mean, I don't see how they're missing the boat on this. They're also, they have Boba Fett still. They still have Boba Fett in the stage show that they have there at Hollywood Studios. I don't know how you don't stick uh, Mandalorian, the Mandalorian in there. If you're trying to sell your show, have him in there. Have the Mandalorian start appearing in there, walking around Batu. I mean, I, I just think... With all that Disney's doing with Star Wars to to sell it to us, right. the public, I don't see how they... The synergy, they missed the opportunity. Yeah, I don't see how they missed that. So, um, let's move on. Alright, so we got a walking montage in Quill's home. It's, uh, it's just... There's some beautiful shots, Lord of the Ring-esque uh, shots of vistas of Tatooine or Arvala 7, whichever one it is. Um, but it's there's not a lot of actual dialogue in these scenes. There's a lot of just, you know, scene setting. Um, there's nobody to talk to. Yeah, there's no, there's nobody to talk to at this point because he, he does, he approaches Quill, 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 whatever his name is, and he offers to take him back to the Jawas, get his stuff. Baby Yoda swallows a frog. I guess there are a couple of them hopping around. He, he ate it. He ate the thing. <laughs> he eats it live. He does not use his teeth because he probably doesn't have any. He right. gums it to death. He swallows it while it is still alive. It's like a python swallowing a whole sheep or something. It's I mean. like Jabba eating a Kowakian monkey. Kowakian lizard monkey. When he eats the... Could, it was a reference to that. Dude, I, now I want to see the frog that's sitting in... in 
Jabba's little bolt thing when he like, picks it up and is it the same frog? Oh. Then we and if what they're if we gonna just call that, that wide open? If they're gonna call that Arvala Seven, and then that's the it's same species of frog. Reference, I mean, right? that we is. Saw, I didn't even catch that. We, we saw roasted Kowakian lizard monkeys last week. Right. So another. I don't know if they're native to Tatooine, but they clearly were on Tatooine. They're breeded there for Jabba's enjoyment. If I, the more I think about this, the more I think that that's just a crazy somebody just editing Wikipedia on the fly because this, it has, it has now I think I, I think we've pretty much deduced. It would almost, they would have to almost do backflips now to, to say that it's not actually Tatooine. Are, are, are we are we 100% on that? Do we all agree? I think it has to be Tatooine. Yeah, I, I think, I now that we've we've sussed that out, I think that has to be Tatooine. I think we've just, the three of us just settled it. So the internet, you can just, you can cease to the argument, it is Tatooine. It was intended to be Tatooine at the very least. But we're we're calling this this planet Tatooine. Steve Lascalzo, he has spoken. I, I have spoken. I have spoken. I think that's the name of the podcast. By the way, we would just say we have spoken. That would be the, that that would probably be the name because we're doing a lot of that. Anyway, the next scene it's raining, uh, which is so desert. weird. There's no rain in the scene before. There's no rain in the scene after. Right. There's darkness. It seems like they put a scene in from an uh, some cutting room floor for something else because. It didn't seem to fit. It kind of took you out of the montage right there. Yeah. Did you, you know, feel that way? I felt that way. There's the... All right, so I lived in the desert in Texas for a long time. So I know, like, there's flash flood. When there's rain, there's flash flooding. There was none of that, right? There was no flash flooding. When when you're in a desert area and it's, and it's parched ground, it doesn't absorb very fast. So there's lots of flash flooding. The I mean, water, there was mud the by the rhino. <laughs> there was tons of mud. So it's obviously absorbed in there. But the little sand crawler, when it's growing around, it looks like it's kicking up mud, or cr- you know, it's. I mean, I'm surely sure it's very heavy, so it's probably digging up a lot of the earth. But but not straight sand from like a, like in right New Hope. Yeah, it's so we're we're on there. Maybe we're on a more temperate zone. But where does the rain come from? Is my question. There's moisture evaporators all over the place, even in this show. Even if it's not tattooing, there's still moisture evaporators trying to collect the moisture so where does this rain come from i think it's just a i think it's again just one of those things like it doesn't have to make sense like i'm trying to make it make sense in my head but but it's just one of those things where they're like we just want dude we just wanted a cool scene you know what i mean yeah, like, we're overthinking it well yeah yeah i i think because we get because what what do we get from that we get all this mud on his gun later and like you said the Water skiing, scene. He's barefoot skiing behind the barefoot the skiing behind the. Oh, we never looked up. We'll have to do that before we get to that part. But so it's just it's just muddy. Uh, the sand crawler stopped. No one else is there, so they're stopped. They they stopped voluntarily, maybe to take inventory. But I don't know what why they stopped and they picked that particular area. But they're just taking stuff out of the ship and setting it up on the thing. It looks like, like they're it's tailgating. A market. Huh? It looks like they're about to be tailgating. Yeah, they're just they're setting up a market, but no one else is selling or buying stuff. So I don't know where are they. I mean, we haven't heard, we have not heard one thing from Quill or the Jawas about Sand People. So Tuscan Raiders maybe are not in this part of the planet if they are on Tatooine, or maybe they've in the intervening years eradicated. maybe they've been eradicated. I I mean that's that's a possibility, but who are they trading with? Because there's no town nearby. <clears throat> anyway. See, and um, I thought it was more of a scene where they're getting and they're polishing everything up because they were getting ready to go to market. 
That could be. That could be. I mean, that's that's a, that's a fine explanation. And inventory, they're t- they're taking their inventory, so that's got to be it because there's there's they're the only ones there. So the Jawas, uh, he puts down his rifle and puts down his blaster, which is a really gutsy move considering they could just shoot him, take his armor, and leave him for dead or kill him. Or Cooling said that the, his uh, his weapons are part of his religion. He makes a reference that it's going to take a lot for him to set this down. Yeah. Yes, but he does it, and then he walks away. He doesn't keep them in. I mean, the Jawas are walking around behind. They get real close to the to to the baby. But he's got another trick up his sleeve because he, yes, he, you see him taking his rifle, take his rifle, put it down. He tosses his blaster, throws it down. But while he's sitting there, and very much we've referenced this as like a lot of old westerns. Here's another older western uh, feel to me is. Um, Somebody out west has taken the new guy to see the Indian tribe to trade with them. And they sit down, and they're going to have a discussion with an interpreter. And uh, he's got another trick up his sleeve. He's not coming. He, Literally. He throws that bla- uh, that flamethrower straight into the Jawa's face and just blasts him. So I don't think he's completely uh, disarmed. He, he clearly is confident. Of, like, he wouldn't have done that, I guess, if he didn't feel comfortable enough. But that's a great point because he literally does have another trick up his sleeve, and I didn't think about it that way. Um, but they, you know, the things that they ask for, they want the Beskar, which if they know Mandalore, if they know enough to know that Beskar is is uh, valuable, they know he's not going to trade it. So why would they ask for? It? Well, then they want the the bounty. I don't know why they what what do they want with the bounty? Were they going to eat it? Because as we see later on, uh, clearly they like to. Tear open things and eggs, um, but they want the egg, not an egg. They say, "We want the egg, the egg, the egg." Um, so I, I don't know. I, I just took it to mean like you know you, you got clearly there was some mystery there for us the audience, but the egg made me think that there was some more something more important to this egg that he was supposed to be going on on this side quest for. Um, but it didn't seem at first glance to, to turn out to be that way. Alright, so they're going along in the in the Sandcrawler. Um, Kuil stays with the Jawas, but the bounty ends up coming with him on his via the wrist thing. Um, he, he looks, goes looking for the cave um, that kind of didn't look like it did in the concept art. It looked a little bit, um, I don't know. It just looked like a, a rear end um, to me. It looked like he was going into, uh, it, it, it just seemed unnecessary. It was all muddy and dirty. It just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't even know how the creature creates that cave with its one horn. It's like a rhinoceros looking, it's a space rhino, right? I mean, did we find out what the name of it was? I, every search that I've got for uh, rhino and egg and it, you can't put a mudhorn. Well, you can't put the word the egg in a search right now because you get Easter egg, and that's oh, all the you? immediate searches. So I, I can't find a name for it. Yeah, well, he's he he goes into this cave, and I don't know. I, again, I think I read too much into stuff because I'm like, why is he going in? He's just going in. He doesn't. He I, did he even have his blaster? He must have had his blaster out, but he's got like the worst flashlight on, in the history of flashlights out. He's a bounty hunter, and he's he's like. 
The flashlight's attached it's to his helmet. Into his head. Right. It's it's, but it's not very bright. I mean, may, and again, maybe that's for us, the audience. But you know, because then he's he, you, you see him pan to the, it pans to the eye opening, which has been used a few times. The Rathars, we saw that the the eye opening, the Rathars in this Solo. Is a standard joke. In Solo, it does it in Solo when, when they're Jurassic in space. Park. In, right. See it when they're uh, when they're in space on the asteroid too. They don't. I don't think they see, you don't the, see the eye in that one. No, I don't think so. I, I mean, it's the. Is it just on the mouth and it's the mouth comes out? They okay. they realize because they're inside the belly. But I'm sure that there's more. I mean, the eyes are kind of a thing that end up being in in Star Wars. Anyways, the eye droid thing that comes out in Return of the Jedi, the Dianora that comes out of the water, uh, in the trash compactor. The, you know, so maybe there's something. Maybe there's some theme there that we're that's important to, to Star Wars. It just seemed, I don't know. I, I've seen it so many times that I, I, I wasn't disappointed. I just was kind of like, okay, I mean, we, we get the eye and then he gets, he gets beat up. He gets, I mean, he, he gets, yeah, he gets totally uh, wrecked by this. I mean, it's a huge beast. Some of those, those attacks that the beast does on him, I just feel like, oh, that, that would kill him. But again, he fell three stories. And he's fine, so maybe there's some special properties to this Beskar, but he gets totally, he just gets hammered, 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 and he, he, and like we said in the, in the bonus episode, he just stands there with the knife. He just has the knife out, he's like resigned to his fate. Like, he's shaking. Yeah, I mean, he, he's kind of, I think, I feel like they're trying to set up that he's kind of dazed a little bit or whatever from all the hitting around, but that's his last thing. The last stand, um, and then the the creature's charging at him, and then it just stops, and then it's lifted off the ground, and then at the time, like baby I, on ice. At the time, I was like, I was like, oh my god, I don't know how to feel about it anymore. After watching it a few more times, like this baby. Now we do get that the baby passes out. Baby Yoda passes out. But he is clearly strong with the force. Lifting rocks took Luke a long time. Now again, like you said, Tim, he's fifty years old. We don't know how much what you know what's well, going Luke's on. Luke's a human. Brain. This guy's a green alien. I feel like yeah. it makes sense. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. He just, I mean, the be it, it's we have to just kind of believe that this isn't the first time he's done it, right? I mean, because, he did not seem surprised by it. He he yeah, was not he was not like expressive like oh no he was just like I've got to protect my friend. Right. Yeah. And so do we think then? I guess you we think this child has formed an attachment. Oh, I definitely to so. to the Mandalorian. I think and just I don't the way know he looks at way, him. But we're we're pretty sure now that because he was trying to heal his wound and now he saves his life. I mean, point. Yeah. He saved his life. Well, he never took his eyes off him. They actually went out of their way to show him watching the fight scene, but he also was watching the Jawas. He was right there in the middle of it. I mean, he was running alongside the Sandcrawler when they when when he was when the Mandalorian was doing that fight scene with all the Jawas. So he was like right. He was tuned in, and his eyes got real big, and he was watching it. So I think he. I think he's definitely. He's not running away. If he's powerful enough to use the force like that, he could also run away, you would think. Yeah, clearly he can get out of the I think the orb is definitely following him because of the Mandalor- Mandalorian. It's on his arm. He's, but you're right. 
he could have tucked himself down. He could have covered himself in his little... If he was afraid, but he's not he's afraid. afraid. But he's out the whole time, edge of his seat, peeking. Saved, he goes, finds the fuzzy egg, returns with it just in time before the Jawas end up taking off, and all they wanted was this egg. Um, they, he gives it to them. They hold it up. We're thinking, oh, they're gonna raise this beast or they're gonna sell this egg. Nope. They chop the thing off. They start devouring the insides of this egg, like a coconut Cadbury egg, like a coconut. A Cadbury egg filled coconut. I mean, it's it's kind of supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be kind of gross. Um, and Tim, you get all the credit for this um, because last week you mentioned something that had it looked like an egg, and I didn't. It one of the first two times I watched it didn't come to it. It wasn't until after until I heard heard you say it that. So his first bounty here, or not his first bounty, but the second bounty that we get the the one that's sending him on this journey is he ends up finding an egg. It's got a little child. And he's going to end up delivering this child to people, and we don't know what's going to happen to it. But now, his he's on this side quest, and he goes and finds an egg, and he returns it to the people, and he's not sure what they're going to do with it. And what do they do? They chop it up, and they start to eat it. And it, it looks gross, and I think we as the audience are supposed to make that connection. And I'm not sure if the Mandalorian is supposed to, but I think we're clearly supposed to like say, look, look. Here's here's what's going to happen to this baby if he returns it. So I don't know. So it makes me kind of think that maybe he does end up retur- returning the bounty and then feeling bad about it later because he, I mean, he's, he's, he's got to know that he returns this child who he's forming a connection with that once he returns that bounty, he has no control over the situation. And this baby might be dissected and cut up and 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 treated really poorly um did you i mean did you guys make any sort of connection like that or do you think that's kind of a silly thing for me to to bring up i think it made sense after you mentioned it but it wasn't a connection that i made right away sometimes i'm so in the moment it's hard for me to think ahead of what the foreshadowing will be for the future yeah Yeah. i mean i did i definitely didn't think about it in the moment i mean it wasn't until after the second time I viewed it, it wasn't until like re-listening to the other podcast. Yeah, I didn't think anything like you said until you mentioned it. I was just thinking about the egg, and I like an over-easy egg with all the runniness, and I thought this is probably a delicious egg for the Jawas. Yeah, I mean, that's all I got. I, I thought, oh, it's just supposed to be gro- a gross, funny little scene. And I I, I mean, I, I, I could be wrong, but, you know... Doing the little bit of writing that I have, I, I kind of feel like that's supposed to be, uh, uh, you know, a, not a mirror image, but a, a, a foreshadowing for for um, the Mandalorian. Could could completely be wrong. Anyway, um, he, he he ends up getting his stuff back. They go and they, the the Ugnot clearly has a history of repairing ships. Uh, he says something like, "Oh, it'll go faster." It'll take a long time to, to fix my ship. It'll go faster if you help. Apparently, the going faster is like a night. It, it didn't look like we had a long montage. It looked like he, they fixed it overnight, maybe 
parts of two days um, to fix the ship completely to the point where it almost looks. And again, this is could be just limitations of set dressing, but it looks like kind of like it did. I mean, he's got all his stuff back in the ship. He's in the desert. Not a spaceport. He's in the desert. Right. Everything looks fine. Patching these giant a brand holes. new console. And like, don't worry, we're gonna take this into the vacuum of space. You'll be fine after <laughs> yeah. we're done. What have they got to seal? Like, do they have that flex seal stuff? Like, mm-hmm. future flex seal that to, to, that works in space? Because exactly. I don't know, man. Uh, I would not be getting back in that thing. I, I mean, I, I know we're just supposed to l- let that gloss over, but. It, it they did it to themselves. They didn't have to have them tear apart the si- the actual sides of the ship. They could have just had them gut it, you know. But they actually had the Jawas put holes in the side of the ship. So that's to me that's their fault. Full plan, full paneling. Yeah, I mean to me that's their fault. They could have made had the same impact by having his ship completely gutted, but they left the engines. They left the chairs. And they tore, they literally tore the metal off the sides of the ship, which I don't know what they're supposed to do, that unless that metal is important uh, somehow. Well, we didn't know they could have been taking more had they had more time because he interrupted them on disassembling. It. Yeah, I mean maybe they take take apart the whole ship, but then why don't they just take the ship? You know, I mean I know they, they got the same crawler. Come on, Steve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. They they don't prefer to fly. You never see a Jawa flying. Unless it's through the air being disintegrated. <laughs> Good luck with the child. May it survive and bring you a handsome reward. So once again, Quill is offered payment, refuses it, says you've done enough for me already. Okay. Um, uh, the baby and him end up flying off. Uh, the baby finally wakes up after its uh, force nap or whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Force nap. Yeah, force nap. Um, I wish I could force my babies to nap every once in a while. But um yeah, so they 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 lift off and we're in space. So I'm taking it that the next scene we're gonna see or the next week maybe we'll j we maybe we'll not get a scene of them approaching the spaceport and all that stuff. Maybe we'll just jump right into him approaching the stalls or something like that. I I guess because I don't think this 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 whole episode was really just not not a filler or throwaway. It just kind of was. It left us where we are. He's on his way to deliver his bounty. Um, we already talked about what we think about it, but what do we think is going to happen next week? Do we think that he returns the baby, Tim? What do you think? Do you think that he returns the child? For the I don't bounty? think we're there yet with eight eight episodes. I think. Um, I think there's something something else might happen along the way. There, there's going to be another stumbling block for him. Uh, maybe he's boarded. Maybe uh, he's fired upon. Uh, I don't know yet. But I don't think he's going to be at the point of turning in the bounty at this point. I know there's a lot of speculation of we want to know more about Yoda and, and the species. But I think that we're going to draw this out over eight episodes. So you think this one bounty is going to take the rest of the season? I I, at this point, I would agree. I think so. Yeah, but I, think, I don't think we're going to know anything about it because, like you said, it was never intended. George Lucas never intended for it. And I think they're going to draw us in to want to know more, and they're going to take us through the eight episodes, and you won't know anything more about it, other than what we're going to you know see on screen right now. But they're not going to divulge species names. You know, I think that's 
that's about it. I yeah, I think that um, by the time the next episode, I think we have to have more characters. I think we're gonna have to be more. Um, you know, he's flying somewhere else. So the question is, does he fly back to Mandaloria or wherever he's from? And does he discuss with other bounty hunters? Does he talk about what the other bounties are? Or does he find out what the rumors are about this creature? Does he go and do research about the creature? Um, so I don't think that he's going to give him up in the next episode. I think that he's going to have some more encounters with various different groups of people. We're going to see him beat up some more people. I think, I feel like... I was 100% sure after the first episode that he w- there's no way he's going to return this thing based on the little E.T. figure thing. I just thought, like, okay, he sees a connection between an orphan baby and himself growing up because we were getting those flashbacks. So there's just no way. But, he, I mean, he turns over the egg without thought. And, okay, I mean, it's just an egg at, at that point to him. He kills a creature. Um, or at least we assume that that's what he did um he didn't return with the creature to that for them he just brought them the egg i think there's that we're supposed to learn something about it there i think he still i think he still might return the i think next season next episode is going to be him returning now we you know uh, unfortunately or fortunately whatever you want to say we see scenes we have seen scenes of him upgrading his armor so he's got to get that best car from somewhere and I'm just feeling like he, so he returns the, the baby. He's He's got misgivings. I feel like he returns the baby to whoever. Um, he Maybe he asks what's going on or objects to what's happening. Um, and I'm not so sure that we're going to see that shootout with the stormtroopers in this next episode. Maybe that comes later. But I feel like he's going to have some misgivings and that the, I think, feel like the rest of this season is going to be him trying to get the baby back or trying to atone for his decision, you know, because he is, like you said, Tim, he is, he's, he's a, he's a trained bounty hunter, right? He's a respected bounty hunter. He's one of the best quote unquote. So I feel like he's had some questionable jobs before. I don't know that he's had any babies though. That might be, I, I, I wonder if he would have known if it was a child being in the species because he did have that line. I wonder if he would have taken the bounty or not. Um, and I just—that's just my point. My feeling is that I think we're gonna—I think we're gonna end up seeing that um, draw out is that he's gonna return the baby, have a second thought, and then um, that'll be the rest of the season. Will be him trying to make up for it. But I could be wrong. What about? Uh, the thing is, we get to know next week. We do. We do. We do. Do you think we're gonna find out what that? Tim, you said no. Not gonna find out. Um, what the baby species is? Do you think? Uh, so that's a no at all. I think um, it's a no. Yeah. Not 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 even next up. Do you think, uh, Andy? Do you think we find out next week what that baby is? What kind of creature that is? Like he turns it in, and he says blah blah blah. Or no, you don't think at all. I think we'll find out more about the bounty than we will about the what the actual character is. I think they're just going to sweep that under the rug. I think we'll learn more about the bounty and who all is looking for it and the why. Because at some point we're going to have to know who's looking for it and why. And I think he's the MacGuffin for the whole series. I think that the the whole point is they're chasing him through the different lands. So this is going to set up a good bounty hunters versus a bad bounty hunters versus a moral bounty hunter versus a, a code bounty hunter. And it's going to set up his character. And I think it's just like those video games where you play and your choices bring your outcomes. I think we've seen him make a lot of different choices. And so we're seeing him make choices and we're going to see what the rest of this thing plays out. 
I, I, I don't disagree. I think, um, I think this is, I don't think you introduce baby Yoda and not make that the central part of your, uh, of your season. Um, I'm, I think it's cool that we all think slightly different things about how it's going to play out. I don't, clearly we know Gina Crown is going to come in it. And then there's the guy, um, Giancarlo Esposito who plays a moth, uh, former Imperial guy. Um, I, I'm not really sure if, who the other, if there's some other cast, I think those are the main ones that we'll end up seeing. So clearly we see other people interacting with the Mandalorian in some way, shape or form. Hopefully we see more. I, I, I feel like we got to have more people. I, I feel like next episode, we better either see Gina Carano, Giancarlo Esposito or something else because we need more. The cast has a double or triple. Yeah. We, because this, to I, I don't know if you guys all agree with me. I just don't think it worked as an episode for me. I think it will in like, if you go back, you don't, you don't purposely watch episode two, right? You don't start there or finish there or anything like that, but you don't like take it out of your viewing. You don't say, Oh, you could just skip two. I mean, you, you might watch two. It's not that bad. Um, but in the, in an eight episode season, I feel like this was, I'm hoping that this one is the shortest and it's the one, you know, it's got only two really big characters in the Jawas. I mean, I guess you can call them a character, but I feel like we got to see some more interaction. Like we got to see some more conflict, uh, maybe go back to the armor soon. Cause the armor was the one that told us most about the Mandalorian. So, I mean, it's cool that there's some mystery, like there's some mystery to Boba Fett, but I don't know about you. What do you guys think? Do we, do we need to start learning more about the Mandalorian too? He does. I will say this and I don't, I won't spoil it. You do know he's got a name, right? And it's it's been announced that Pedro, Pedro Pascal said his name in an interview. So I won't say it here. I'd rather but not you know. Can find, you can find out what his name is, it um, and whether or not it ties into anything else. I I won't speculate on that. But so he know he knows the name. So it's not like that's something that's going to be held for chapter two or season two or something like that. We're we need to. I I feel like we need to find out more about the Mandalorian. See, and I don't think that's important. I like the I like the fact that he's a blank slate, and we get pieces mailed about him. I think the same thing happened with Leia, with Han Solo, and with Luke. That's the part of the genius of dropping you in the middle of a story, and you just have to catch up. What's a droid? What's it do? What's a protocol droid? And you get those pieces instead of having that whole big giant backstory that you have to basically read fifteen paragraphs of dialogue. You just get dropped in there, and you get led along the way, and you get each little piece nugget it out to you and then you pull up together you're building a block of a story instead of just having oh by the way this is joe the mandalorian and here's his motivation and you know we get to experience it i think that's the fun of the journey that's why i feel like this feels different than the other star wars movies because um it has more of a you're more invested in this character because you know so little about him i think that's what makes him uh interesting wait andy you said his name's joe I was just uh, joking. I know. <laughs> well, Tim, which are are you more on? I you want mystery out of the Mandalorian, and you want your story elsewhere, or do you want to know a little bit more about the character? What what I want? What do more, you want most? I want more about the Mandalorian clan. More about him, and not that I'm going to say I could care less about the Yoda, but I'd like to see him shrouded in the mystery that he's always been. This character's along along for the the bounty ride, and um, 
but I don't I don't care to know more. He's a secondary character for sure. It, it, yeah. it was a spotlighted character for why, but he's not the lead. Just like Chewie, we don't know. We didn't know everything about him along the way. Han Solo was the reason you were there. You couldn't even understand a word he said. He had had of him uh, translated. translated by Han. In Pulp Fiction, we had the case that we never find out what's in the case. And it's, there's spec- I don't know if you, you yep. both have ever seen never it. It just glows. It's just a glowing case, and we not, you know, is it Marcellus Waltz's soul? Is it this? Is it that? Um, I'm fine. I, I, I almost feel like they should have, they shouldn't have used Yoda in this case because I feel like now I kind of need to know a little bit, but I, like you, I don't want to know. I want Yoda to have some mystery. I want Yoda specifically to have mystery, like the species and all that stuff. I, I guess I'm fine with that. But if I, you know, I I had written in the notes and we didn't really bring it up, and I won't go into detail in it. But I'm wondering if this is one of the wills, is if Yoda's species is one of the wills, which is goes way back into Star Wars lore. I'm not sure how I would feel if my theory on that ends up coming true. Because that means Yoda is one of those creatures. And I don't know how I feel about that. I've always liked not knowing about Yoda. And now I feel like they're going to tell us something. Even if it's small, I feel like it's going to ruin... I'm worried that it's going to ruin rewatches of Star Wars for me. I'm If they give me just a little nugget and it, and it doesn't affect how... When, when, we, when I go watch Empire Strikes Back and Luke is on Dagobah, it doesn't, and it doesn't ruin that fantastic uh then get do whatever you want but i just am worried that i'm gonna go back and watch that and go oh well yoda i mean no wonder yoda is so powerful he's you know uh, he's he's created by the force and that explains all this other stuff and all this other history he eats a bantha a day so that's where he gets his power from yeah he has a high calorie intake like he, michael phelps he eats <laughs> he eats frogs man that's why he's on dagobah is because it's a high frog intake zone I that's why he sounds like kermit because he basically swallowed him alive right i am um, <laughs> i do think it's interesting if you if it wasn't yoda a yoda type character if it was a gungan for example <laughs> I don't think people would be as interested. I thought. I don't right. think if it yeah. was a. I don't think if it was a Wookiee, people would right. be as interested. I thought the same exact thing when you were saying so, that you you were sure that you wanted it to be. I don't think a Yoda. it could be anything but could, Yoda. Exactly. If it was the Furby thing that's with Chewie now, yeah. nobody would want that. Yeah, but Yoda if, is the focus. If it was a Watto, maybe, but I don't think even still. No, but see, this is what I'm saying: is what if it was a glowing case? What if we don't see what it is? Until the last episode, and then you see them. They're they're talking vague about it the whole time. You're like, and you're like, what is it? Then we're speculating. What is it? What is it? But now the speculation is: Are they going to ruin Star Wars? I mean, that's my speculation. Are they going to ruin the species? Whereas I, we could have been like, what could it be in there? Could it be his birth certificate? I mean, that's not going to be it. But could it? You know, what could it be in? In the case, in the case, well, see, and, I don't and then at the last sense. episode, he's turning it over, or he goes to turn it over, and then then you see in episode three, you go, "Oh my gosh, it was a baby Yoda!" And nobody's then you're then our talk is a lot different. You know, you're what I mean? disappointed that you learned that it was the baby Yoda episode one. Yes and no. Like I feel like they're gonna have to tell. Like, don't they kind of have to tell us now? Like. We like didn't I said, see, I hope they don't. And I hope they don't. I, I'm going to prophesize and say they're not. 
you're gonna get this character that's the ride along. I think if the baby Yoda uh, wasn't revealed until the next episode, the Mandalorian would be dead from that rhino. So he needed to <laughs> be saved. True. So there's no way they could have kept that a secret. I think that this this yeah. Yoda saves his life. They're, they're a symbiotic relationship at this point, and he I, needs him for survival. I mean, I think you could make a case where the the rhino just levitates and you go, what is in that crate? And you could still make a case where you go, Absolutely, you'd know it? what it is at that point if it levitated. You'd uh-huh. know that something with the force. Right. And then we would be, our speculation would be, it's a force. What is, it's been it's so long. Yeah, like, why is it so powerful? I don't know. I, I think, I mean, it's a moot point, really, because they've already shown us that it's the Baby Yoda. Um, I just... I, I like what you I, I think I like what you guys are doing. I think you're taking a far more optimistic um, approach on it, and I think that's uh, I mean I think really that's where I want to be. I want to I want to be a little bit more optimistic. There's seven, six more episodes, um, one coming up in just a couple of days. Um, we're recording this on Tuesday, so um, it will air before Friday um, when, when episode three, and I believe. I don't think I didn't see a title for it yet, um, but I believe it's it's going to be directed by Deborah Chow, who is doing who has already been tabbed as the new director for the Obi Wan series. So, like with this this one, Rick Famuyiwa, uh, I wasn't that impressed with the directing. Um, I, I wasn't turned off or anything. I just wasn't impressed. It, he it was, was a okay. big fan of Jawas. Yeah, I mean, that's it, all right. I mean, he that's or them the getting episode. disintegrated. Yeah, this was the episode that he got, and I think he did a fine job with it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible, and I don't want people thinking that that that's what I think. But um, it's it's chapter three, going to air November twenty second, um, and it, I did read it said the the episode blurb says the battered Mandalorian returns to his client for his reward. It doesn't mean he turns it in. It just means he returns to the client for the reward. Um, we we get a heavy Mando infantry, father, mother, house patron, and a Jawa. A Jawa are all characters listed for the episode. Um, so I don't know if we're going to see flashback scenes or something, or the, maybe one of the Jawas. Um, maybe whoever's tracking the baby goes and hunts down the Jawas and says, where did the guy take him? Or where did you leave? You know, uh, we know that the baby was here. We, we, we tracked his signal here. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, but that's what we're going to be left with. That's what we're going to see in the next episode in some form or fashion, or at least that's what the episode listings are on IMDb or Wikipedia or wherever, um, you know, your sources are. I don't know how reliable that is. Um, well, anyway, uh, what do you you know? Final thoughts on the episode um, and going forward, um, uh, Tim. What you have any final thoughts? Again, not to use the word disappointing. Just a little lackluster. Wanted more meat. Andy, I'm excited to see what's next. I can't wait. I hope that we get um, some more droid and some more uh, alien creatures because I really enjoyed it. Me too. Me too. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. If you have any feedback for us, please email us at, uh, we're still at catcherandkeeper at gmail.com. For Andy Schaub and Tim Harris, I'm Steve Lascalzo, and may the force be with you, always.